Welcome back to Inside the Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Billy Stevens, co-host Bill Bars. We're excited. It is game week again, Bill. It is after a, a week off and, uh, you know, a needed week off. I think we had some bumps and bruises that needed needed healing up and, and to get some people back. And, uh, you know, we start region this week. Yeah, I mean, exciting. Here's where, here's where it starts counting uh, to see where you're seated and where you go in the playoffs. Yeah, and – you know, this is where we really get into the part of the schedule. And we've played some teams that, you know, are in our, our classification. Uh, we've played Swainsboro. We may see them again in the playoffs. But this is where we get into the part of our schedule where we are going to figure out where we seed for the playoffs. Right. And this is the exciting part. And <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm, I'm really ready for uh, football to get going again. Personally, I've missed the last two football games for weddings. So I, it's been a while since I've seen Friday Night Lights. I'm ready to go. Yeah, you know, it, um, with, with uh, you being gone the two weeks, then the off week. So it's been about a month for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, we were talking the other day, of course, uh, the last game that we played uh, was the Swainsboro game. And um, I was talking to uh, Coach Tankersley, Drew, mm -hmm. and um, you know we were talking about getting in the region, kind of finishing up the the non-region part of the schedule and starting to get into the region part. And um, you know, with the schedule that we played, uh, you know, Fitzgerald's top ten team, Swainsboro's top ten team, um, you know, I think Rockmark may be a top ten uh, team. And, um, you know, so, so a good non-region schedule. Of course, we, we, we have Turner um, and uh, uh, Dooley, who are the same. They're single-A schools like us, not in the same division, but, but single-A schools. And, you know, uh, with, the, with the Swainsboro game, there was a lot of – and I know we've already talked about it, but there's a lot of positives that come out of that. I mean, there were times – uh, especially when we started the second half, we get the kickoff and go right down the field. And, mm. you know, of course, we we don't finish it out because of some mistakes made. But, you know, my understanding is in this off, we, we kind of got back to the basics of things. Uh, I saw a few videos where the linemen were doing board drills. Um, we used to do it. board drills, yeah. yes. And, uh, you know, I, I think that they're still kind of working and tweaking some things and simplifying some things. And, um you know, so so now is a good time to do it because of the games really start counting now. Well, we've talked about it, and uh, you know, throughout the season, we knew that again, young young skill position players, lines of scrimmage are fine and have been have played pretty well most of the year, right? It's it's about trying to bring those skill players along, get some of these young guys some experience, get some of these young guys, you know, getting their fundamentals worked on over the past uh, week has been has been good and I'm sure is going to prove beneficial. And it's, and again, I mean, our coaching staff, the thing that we all have to remember, and I know that we, listen, we are spoiled. I mean, we have, we have had nothing but high level, level of success for over a decade now. You're going to go through things like this. Yes. There is, there is no team. I don't care on any level. There's no team that stays on top of the mountain forever. So it's a matter of how do we get back? How do we? What's the what's the um, what's the path to getting back to where we need to be? Well, I mean, really, honestly, our path at this point is experience, and, right. and that's just what it's going to take. This coaching staff is the same coaching staff that led us to all this success. Mm -hmm. it, it's not like the coaching staff all hit their head and forgot how to coach. Right. So, as with <clears> anything, <throat> it's about trying to figure out. Hey, what are my pieces? What do they do well? And then put them in a place to succeed and put them in a situation to succeed. And I'm looking forward to uh, this week, this Friday night, I'm looking forward to um, being able to play a football game and, and just seeing where these guys have improved. Well, you know, I, I, I told um, Bristol after the uh, soccer match they lost a couple of Sundays ago, um, and it's the first one, or I'm sorry, only the second one they lost in like two or three years, counting middle school and all that. And mm -hmm. and, and I was talking with Coach Leverett last uh, yesterday at the out at the school, and, and I was telling him about it. And I said, you know, kind of comparing is with soccer, they're they're used to winning. Mm -hmm. Football, we're used mm -hmm. to winning. We, we win. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. 
And so, you know, they lose that soccer match on Sunday and it's, you know, chicken little, the sky's yeah. falling. Oh yeah. And, uh, and we don't know quite how to deal with that. We're, you know, we're, well, I should have done this, should have done that. If I'd have done this, if I'd have done that, it's, it's a, did you learn from it? Did you learn some mistakes you might've made? And, and the good thing about it, along with football, with this soccer is they have film that they can go back and watch. And, and so, you know, you, you cope with it. It's a character builder. It no is. doubt it's a character builder. And, you know, one of the things is, is I told her, I said, look, I said, to the best of my knowledge, no team in major league baseball history has ever went undefeated. 162, at least in the modern era. No basketball team has ever went, what do they play, 82, 82 games, yeah. 82 and 0. Uh, only the 72 Dolphins went, I think, 17 and 0. Mm-hmm. Probably so, won't ever happen again. Right. So, you know, it, it's, it doesn't happen. It, it just doesn't happen, and you have to learn from it. Right. And, you know, now we've uh, – I've heard a coach say one time, you know, after halfway through the season, I don't have rookies anymore. Yeah. That's where we are now. That's where – and I was – yeah, that's where we are now. So, so you know, I think that coupled with, with, again, getting back to the basics. And I know over the past few weeks that they've tried to simplify some things and, and kind of get back to the basics. But, I mean, it, to be honest with you, it really done me good when I, when I clicked on Twitter and um, on the Irwin County football thing and, and saw them doing board drills. And yeah. I was like, now, yeah. that's fundamentals. Yeah. That's yeah. – that's, who was it? Was it Vince Lombardi that stood in front of his players one day and said, this is a football? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's just – sometimes I think that we can assume that kids know more than they do. Um, and I'm not saying that's what happened with our coaches. But right. I think, what again, as you learn your players, I think you get to a place where you go, you know what? We, maybe, we, maybe I've assumed that they've known something that maybe they didn't know. And, and I think as you go through the season, you begin to see those things play out. And – being able to come back and go, hey, how do we fix this? Hey, let's get back to those basic things. Again, I haven't had conversations with the coaches. I have heard those things. I have heard they're getting back to the basics, and I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, I know it's probably not where you're used to being because we've had such veteran teams in the past. Right. But this is, this is a different – it's just different this year, and it's different than – every team is its own team. Mm-hmm. Um, Every team is, is going to be – because you graduate players out and you bring new players in. So, every year the team changes. And we uh, we noted this. If you don't believe us, go back and listen to the very first podcast. We graduated a ton of production. Yes. Our leading, our, our leading quarterback. Uh, our, so, our leading passer, our, our, um, our top four leading receivers, some of, some of our running back production all graduated. Right. And that's hard to replace. I mean, well, it's, your it's leading one, interception guy on defense, Bo Payne. Both, both of your starting corners. Yes. Uh, gone. It's just hard. It's hard when you have to replace that. It is. And, um, you know, I, we, I was thinking about when you said, how many times have we told our kids, you know, hey, go do this, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you assume that they know how to do it. You don't hear anything else out of it. You assume that whatever you ask them to do is done. And 30 minutes later, they come and say, well, how do you do that? Well, I thought you'd already done it. Yeah. You know, so we, we do. We, we, we assume sometimes our kids know how to do stuff that they don't know how to do. Um, and then send them off. And then when they come back, there's 30 minutes. They say, well, by the way, how, how do you do that? And I think part of that for us this year has been to, listen, we've had some injuries you had you, you planned the year, you went into the summer, you worked towards the regular season. Hey, this guy's going to be my starting middle linebacker. Hey, this guy's going to be my starting safety. Hey, this guy's going to be our dude on offense. This is going to be our starting – his RB1. Then those guys get hurt. And not just them, we've had little dings and bumps and bruises along the way. I know uh, Caleb uh, was injured for mm-hmm. a couple games. Um, so there's there's a so now when your first running back gets hurt now running back two becomes running back one running back three becomes running back two you have a whole bump up well then when running back two or three wherever Caleb falls in that pecking order is injured now three becomes one four becomes two right and and so then you have these issues of okay well if Shane knew 
100% of the playbook and was confident about what he was supposed to do on every play. Well, running back two might only have 75% of the playbook, and he's not real comfortable with the other 25%. Well, running back three, I mean, you're starting to get into – 50% or less. 50% or less. And, and so then you're – as a play caller – and I know, listen, it's, everybody wants to pick on the coaches when things, oh, why are we not scoring points? Well, when you got guys that only know a small portion of the playbook, not because they haven't coached, but these guys just have not been in the system, but for a year or two and have had very limited playing time, it, 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 really, gets, it really gets difficult. It would be difficult to call plays if I were the play caller. Yes. Well, and that's you, not a knock on the kids. It's just you don't have – you can't open it all the way up. You know, when we talked with Coach Roberts over at Swainsboro, he, he mentioned that, that they knew over there that we were beat up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I talked to a guy uh, yesterday on the phone from Fitzgerald, and he kind of asked me how things were going. Um, and, and he asked me, he said, are y'all still beat up? Mm-hmm. So everybody knows we're beat up, yeah. um, you know, with injuries and uh, – you know, with Shane, that's just something that we're going to have to deal with. It, it ain't like, well, let's test him this week and see how it is. Let's test him next week and see how he is. You know, can we put him on a play count, you know, or so that, for the season he's, he's done. Yeah. Um, you know, I think maybe Brody should be back this week. Brody will be back this week. He's been practicing. So, yes, we'll get him. That will be a big help. It I will mean, be. He's, he's physical blocker and he's a good pass catcher. Well, uh, Coach Roberts told me after the game over in Swainsboro, we shook hands and talked for very brief. And he said, man, I sure was glad I didn't have to see number seven. Mm-hmm. And, and and so, you know, when yeah. other coaches tell you that these kids stand out to them mm-hmm. on film, yeah. and, and, man, I'm glad we didn't have to deal with this guy or that guy or uh so you know but you know going into Pelham this week yeah well with with, um before we jump into Pelham I want to use our conversation to segue into the word for the week. yes Bill we've we've all lived if you if you're even if you're a teenager you've lived long enough to realize bad things happen sometimes they happen because of you now I'm my own worst enemy (laughs) Um, a lot of times we, we live in this world where we want to blame other people when things go bad. Like, yes. oh, that's, you know, if so-and-so, if it's because of them. And it's like, no, here's, here's the thing that we all need to grab onto and grasp. There is one common denominator in every bad decision or every bad thing that's happened to you, and it's you. I have been, I have been present for every bad decision that I have ever made. <laughs> I, you know... Uh, every everything that has happened to me that has been negative, I have been present for. And, you know, it's easier just to cast blame. Sometimes we have to own, I did this. You know, this is, I made a really bad decision, and I'm not going to pin this on anybody else. That's on me. Sometimes things bad things happen because of you. But, I mean, if we're all being honest, sometimes things bad things happen to you. Right. Some of those things um, are, you know, when they happen to us, and it's not something that we, it wasn't like a self-inflicted harm. It wasn't a self-inflicted issue. It wasn't something, it wasn't because of a decision I made. It just happened to me. Some of those things we are not responsible for, right? Like if, if something bad happens to you, it's not necessarily true that you were responsible for any of it sometimes people do things to you and you're not responsible for any of that it just happened to you um while we may not be responsible this is one of the things I talked to the middle school football team last week before their playoff game about um it's one of the things that we talked about in our our men's group I sent an email out and just you know we got a men's study going on and we just some of the things that we talked about but you know it's is so you might not be responsible for everything that happens to you, but one thing that we all have to be is response-able. Not responsible, yes. but response-able. How do we respond when things go sideways? It, it, how we respond when things go bad in our life, I promise you, will make all of the difference in how you experience said event. We can, we can, um, we can, get, we can throw a pity party. I remember, and you probably remember this as well. I know what you're fixing to say. Yep. I can remember like it was yesterday, <clears throat> Buddy Nobles 
standing before his team. We're getting ready to go play Berrien County, first mm-hmm. regular season game of, of 2019. And Buddy stands before the team and tells them that he's got terminal cancer. And, I, I, man, I'm thinking, how do you go play a football game after that? Like, let's just call Barry and cancel the game. And I remember Buddy, he saw some kids hang their heads, and he saw people's body language just drop right. to which, I mean, who, who's didn't? But he, he, he looks at everybody and says, now this ain't going to be a Buddy Noble's pity party. <laughs> and um, his response in that moment was so incredibly courageous. Look, you know, this is, a, this is a tough ordeal. It didn't happen because of him, but it did happen to him. But then his response in that moment just communicated very loudly to the team that, hey, we, we've got a job to do. Mm-hmm. And so he was response able. So when we have negative situations, I mean, how do we respond? How do you respond as a listener? How do you respond when negative situations happen? Are you optimistic or are you pessimistic? Are you going to be passive or are you going to be aggressive? Are you going to be graceful or are you going to be vengeful? How do we respond? And so we have to, when things happen to us and around us, it's not, I mean, we can allow that situation, that moment, we can allow those things to weigh us down and hold us back. Or we can go, okay, like this happened. I can't change what happened, but what we can do is we can figure out how we're going to respond to it. That's where this team is at. This team has had some things happen this year. It's been tough. We've lost some really good football players due to injury. And so now it's a matter of, all right, so things haven't gone the way we anticipated this season. We've had injuries. uh, We've had some difficulties. So now how do we respond? And, again, I think this has been great the things that we're seeing coming out of practice on yeah. social media, I think this is a good response. Um, it, it, I think it's just a, a great – I think it's good of our coaches to look and go, okay, um, we might need to drop back this off week and go, let's get back to the basics and let's get some of these young kids up to speed, um, give them some reps at doing some things. So uh, it's a great response. How we respond in life – is going to be important. And I think about the story. We're In our men's group, we're starting to study the life of Joseph. Man, Joseph went through some stuff. Yes. I mean, you talk about hurt. He got sold into slavery by his brothers. He got lied to. The guy he ended up working for is, you know, it's this roller coaster, like, okay, I got sold into slavery. So, man, that's awful. My brother sold me out, uh, Told my, probably told my dad I'm dead. Who knows? I mean, that's what they did, but he probably didn't know that but he probably assumed that then uh he's working his way up in Potiphar's house then the wife comes on to him he says no I'm not doing that he runs out of the house but she lies and then he gets thrown into prison Mm -hmm. for doing the right thing um and then when he's in prison he interprets a dream and the cupbearer and the baker tell him oh yeah we'll remember you when we get out of here didn't and then several years later you know, Pharaoh has a dream, and it's like, oh, there's a guy. I know a guy who can interpret your dream. And, of course, that leads Joseph to a place where he's able to save really two nations, right? Egypt and the, his people, Israel. And um, sometimes we have to remember that setbacks might only be or might just be a set up for what comes next. And so when things happen to us, we have to be responsible uh, we have to uh, think about how we're going to respond to each and every situation. Honor God in it. If we just live out when bad things happen, if we'll do what his word says, those situations tend to work out for the best. You know, and and that was something that, going back to what I'd said earlier, about Bristol and them losing the soccer match is, you know, is your response. Yeah. How are you going to respond to it? Mm-hmm. How are you going? Are you know? Are you going to get back to work and see what needs fixing and fix it? And and they did, and they actually won this past weekend, one to nothing. Mm-hmm. But um, but it is, and you know, one of the best, one of the better sermons I've ever heard preached, brother William Pope preached one on why does bad things happen to good people? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of went along the yeah. same lines mm-hmm. of exactly mm-hmm. what you're mm-hmm. what you're saying, mm-hmm. and um, you know, and, and I remember Coach Nobles <laughs> saying that, and you know, I remember. 
I think it was in an interview he did with John Nelson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had made the comment about uh, being at home. And, you know, everybody was in different parts of the house and nobody was saying nothing and everybody was – maybe not everybody, but they was crying and they was moping and they was – and he finally said, hey, you know what, enough of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody come down here. Here's mm-hmm. what we're going to do. Yeah. This. Right. Yep. Um, and uh, and it is. It's about your response. You know, you can get up or give up. Right. Yeah. It's a good quote. So Get up or give up. Well, I, I hope that um, whatever you may be going through this week, I hope that you will be response able, that you will think about how you respond to any situation that comes your way. And I hope, as Bill just said, you can either give up or get up. And so let's get up and keep chasing after what God has before us. Um, getting into Pelham. So we got Pelham Hornets this week. That is their name, right? The Hornets. It is. Okay, Pelham Hornets. I'm, you know, not from here, but trying to trying to learn all these nicknames and remember them. Um, so here's just a few statistics, Bill, that I've pulled up on Pelham. They average 38 yards passing a game. I don't think they're going to be throwing a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Okay. Not a whole lot. They are averaging 257 yards rushing per game. They're averaging 6.9 yards per carry. That's a pretty good rushing average. It is. So it sounds like we're going to have to stop the run this week, which, good news, we're pretty good at. That's right. Our defense has played pretty well all year. You know, and that kind of goes along with what I mean, you were talking about earlier, what I had heard. Um, that they run the wing tee, and that would make sense. Right. Um, yeah. With the stats that you just give out. You know, I was just looking. We, we don't have any um, – we don't have any common opponents with them. Uh, they lost to Cook 28 to nothing, uh, beat uh, Chattahoochee County 34 to 2, beat uh, uh, Mitchell – or not Mitchell Baker anymore, Mitchell County High School 20 to 6. They lost to Wilcox forty-three to twenty-one. They lost to Cairo forty-three to twenty-seven. They lost to Blakely County forty-three to twenty-one, and they beat uh, Lanier County forty to twenty-three. Um, and you know they, um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if I can see who the coach is over there now. Um, it used to be. The Pinkins guy, and then he left, and he's at Mitchell County now. It says Leonard Gotten. Yep. Um, but uh, you know, they're three and four overall. Again, this is their first region game too. <coughs> right. And um, you know, last year, uh, we they were three and seven overall last year. We beat them forty nine to eight here. Mm. Um. And they wound up finishing, I think, third in the region. Uh, played Dublin in the first round of the playoffs and lost pretty bad. But uh, you know, they're they're, they're going to be ready. They've had a week off too, right? So uh, the only team in the region that didn't have a week off, I think, was Brooks, and they played a makeup game with Cook uh, that got canceled or postponed, I should say, uh, from the hurricane. So, uh, you know, everybody will be uh, in their first uh, region game this week. Yep. Well, um, I wanted to look at their defense and see defensively how they were doing. Let me see. I'm pulling that up right now. Defensively, uh, they are – I'm trying to see how many total – Yards per game. Um, I tell you what, they're averaging over an interception a game, so their secondary is probably pretty decent. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that's what I'm. It looks it's not, like it's, it's not giving me a ton on their defense. No, it looks like they average about uh, about a sack a game. Yeah. Um. They're averaging about five tackles for losses per game. Yeah. It doesn't give us the yardage on the defense, but no. – um, Well, you know what? Hold on a second. Uh, 
<clears throat> one of the things that I did see earlier was it does have a uh, does have an opponent. Hold on, let me come over here. I think I found that a while ago. Yeah, here we go. Uh, no, that's the. It's just given national average. Well, either way, we, you know we're gonna ha we know this. We're gonna have to stop the run, and we're gonna have to run the ball. That's right. I mean that's that's how we're that's the that's the recipe for for success. And you know, we've known this for a while. Our identity, although we've known it, we've still been searching for it. It seems like on offense, right? Um, our identity is running the football. Mm -hmm. our, our identity is running the football 75% of the time. And that's just a number I threw out there. You know, the co coaching staff may say 80, the coaching staff may say 65. Um, but, but our identity is running the football. And, you know, I said this on the uh, pregame show that we done for Swainsboro is – one of the problems that we have that we have to fix is with with the inexperience that you have. When you put that inexperience in holes, first and 15, second and 20, third and 13, that's not good. That's not that's right. not a good it's not a good uh, thing to be in. Um, where in years past. When you had Benyards, Jamari Colson's, Lundy's, you know, Cam Ward's, Cody Soliday's, Bo Payne's, mm -hmm. they uh, that it didn't really phase them. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, so, so, you know, we, and that's something I think that we went back to with the fundamentals, uh, mm -hmm. the get, uh, you know, creating some little stuff, is to keep this inexperience out of holes, right. Um, and I think that once we figure that out and once not only do we figure it out, but once we do it, mm. I think that you will see a whole lot more success, um, you know, out of the, out of the offense. Yeah, um, I agree. But it's, it's, it's just tough. You know, it's kind of like taking a young kid and putting them in a life situation that they don't know how to handle. Mm -hmm. Same thing. You're taking inexperience and putting them in a hole that they – had never had to get out of before or right. have had very little experience getting out of. Right. Well, we're heavy, you know, in the, from a skill position standpoint, we're, we're heavy. F well, we don't have many freshmen playing on Friday nights, but we're heavy sophomore. So we're talking about 15, 16-year-olds going against 17, 18-year-olds. We're talking about kids that can't even make up their mind what they want for breakfast. We're talking about kids that can't drive yet. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. You know, Buddy used to say you can tell the age of a team by the parking lot at practice. <laughs> We don't have a, we don't have a lot of cars in our. That is true. That is very good. That's, that's a very good analogy. Very and, good. And so we're we're young. You know, we're young on the particularly on the skill side. You know, if we ever had a seven on seven practice where it was just skill players, it probably wouldn't be any cars in the parking lot. Not many for sure. Um, well, looking forward to this week for Irwin County High School football Wednesday at six p.m. So that would be tomorrow by the time this podcast hits the air. Wednesday at 6 p.m. at the reservation, middle school championship game. Uh, stop me if you've heard this matchup before. Irwin County against Clinch County for the championship. Um, that'll be at 6 p.m. I'm excited. This middle school team has played very well. Coach Rankin and his staff have done a tremendous job. That's uh, it's Coach Rankin, Coach Young, Coach Towton, uh, and Coach Scarberry. They've done a tremendous job this year coaching the middle school team. Uh, tremendous amount of growth from the first game of the season to where they are now. Uh, done a really good job. So come out and support the Irwin County Middle School football team as they play for a championship tomorrow night. That game will be on the radio. It'll be on the radio. Yes, Fantastic. Yes, I love it. We're doing it on the radio. It'll be on 92.5 The Farm. I actually went yesterday morning and um, done an abbreviated coaches show with uh, Coach Rankin to play before the game. And um, – he seems uh, pretty confident in, in, in the game plan we have going in and, in, and what he wants to do. Um, but it's still going to be Irwin versus Clinch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, me and, me and Chris Polk are excited to, uh, to bring the game. Good. And, um, you know, excited for the kids. You know, we've done – I think this will be our third middle school championship game that we've done on the radio. 
and and first and foremost, I want to thank you know Broadcast South and for allowing us to do it. Uh, Kim Paul and, and John Higgs and uh, Mickey Elms and all them. Um, you know they they're great, great to work with. Um, when, when we want to do stuff like this, you know, after the middle school game the other night, I was leaving, getting ready to leave the stadium over here, and I I, I shoot Kim a text and say hey, we want to do this. We want to broadcast the middle school championship game next Wednesday. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so we do. We really appreciate their support and their their, their leniency mm. um, in, in allowing it. So, yeah, yeah, we'll be on 92.5. Tune in. Um, game time is six. Uh, I would say the coaches show will probably be played sometime around 540. Uh, would be my guess, and um, we're we're excited to to bring, you know, to bring uh, the game to those who can't make it. Yeah, well, um, I, it's going to be exciting. Now here, there's rain in the forecast, so not sure how that'll. Hopefully, it'll not be here at that time. Hopefully, they'll be able to play the game in some dry weather. Irwin County softball has a game tonight. They played yesterday, beat Brooks County 19 to nothing. And then they have a game tonight against Wilcox. That'll be a home game. That'll be at 5.30, so that's Tuesday. Uh, for those of you who are listening, by the time you hear this, you may already be past that, but the game is at – I'm showing 5.30 today. That's what I'm seeing. You know, Brooks, of course, region game. And um, I, I – a kind of a head-scratching moment um, because they played Brooks yesterday, they played Wilcox, and they played Brooks in Quitman. They played Wilcox, and then they have to go back to Quitman Thursday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a head-scratching moment as to why don't they just play a doubleheader with Brooks so they don't have to go back twice. Right. Um, and my wife said she was talking to Addison, and the reason Brooks wanted it like that is, number one, Brooks is before the game Monday – um, had an opportunity to swap spots with us in the region with with a couple of wins. And um, Brooks don't have a one pitcher. Mm. Yeah, so, so that, that makes sense. So that would make sense. You know, well, also, also you get to collect gate twice. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, or, or do, do what we used to do when we had middle school doubleheaders is, you know, it was $5 to get in if it was a single game, so we just made it $8. Yeah, if it was a doubleheader, one for five or two for eight. Two for eight, because I, you know, I was I, when when we first started, I was charging five dollars, even five dollars mm -hmm. for a doubleheader, mm -hmm. and um, I can't remember which one of the coaches out of the school come and said, "Look, you know, you're having to pay the umpires for two games, right? Yeah, not just one, right?" And uh, I said, "Well, you know, that makes sense, but yeah. but then again." You don't want to charge too much. You you want parents to come in and watch their kids, and mm -hmm. as a parent, you as a parent. We we fundraise, we've donated money, so so you don't want to keep pulling out of their pockets, right? Right. Um, so I went on a little, yeah. <laughs> I kind of no, no. went good. rogue there for a yeah, minute, but uh, yeah. but but yeah. So um, that they will. It looks like to me. I think with that win yesterday, they'll wrap up the two seed in the region. Yeah. And um, now it'll just be to finish out the season and see what uh, bracket they fall in. Yeah, they currently sit at five and three in the region. All three of those losses coming to Bacon. Yeah. And the last game, by the way, against Bacon was a four to two four loss, to two. which is uh, pretty good. I mean, they're closing the well, gap. Well, I was going to say the gap's closed. Yeah, yeah. So they're getting better, and a great job um, by Coach Brunell and his staff. A couple games left. They got one tonight, one Thursday in the regular season, and then they'll start playoffs. And I'm not sure which region they match up with, because, you know, now they do these regions where you go play, and what is it, that eight teams? Yeah, there's For, there's eight. It's kind of like college softball. There's eight right. regionals, so to speak. Each regional has the top four, four teams. teams. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, all the one seeds are the hosts. And uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to look here and see kind of who we. I don't know. We I should be able to tell you what one seed we would match up with. Um. I was sure hoping we would get to host one this year. It just sounds like a lot of fun to have a bunch of teams from all around the state showing up at your field and playing a tournament. All right, region – we're region one, team two. That would be us. All right, so we'll match up the team. Um, it looks like 
we will be in the East Lawrence bracket. Okay. Um, so that means we'd have to go up to like Dublin, Dublin. area. Um, two of the teams are already set. East Lawrence is the one. Bryan County is the four. Okay. In that region. Um, and I'm trying to look and see. There's very little of this bracket is filled out. Um, but yeah, it looks like we'll be in the in the East Lawrence. So not not a bad trip to yeah. Dublin. Mm. Um, we will get the third team out of Region Four. And if you'll give me just a second, yeah. we'll we'll look and see. Um, who Region Four is? That's going to be. Well, while you're looking that up, yeah. you know, it's a matter of um, – I, th I think our team has made some strides this year, you know, figuring things out defensively, th figuring things out from a pitching standpoint. Um, bats seem to be coming around a little bit, you know, uh, heating up at the right time. It, it's like softball and baseball are kind of the same. You want to be playing your best ball, peaking at the end of the season. Um it's about who's hot, really. It looks like if it stays like this, and, and it right now you've got in Region 4, you've got – they have four teams also. Heard County, Crawford County, Temple, Lamar County. And Heard County is going to win that region. Um, they actually won state championship last year. Right. Uh, your other three teams, all three of them are two and four in the region. Oh, wow. Okay. So it could be Crawford, who is five and 14 overall. It could be Temple, who is ten and ten overall. It could be Lamar, who's nineteen and seven overall. Okay. Well, we'll have to wait till the end of the week to see yeah. how that shakes out. Yeah. Yeah. It. 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 New format. Yeah. It's, it's which they started it last year. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, I kind of like it. Mm -hmm. I do um, too. It, it, it sets. You know, it gives your. If you're a one seed, you're happy. Mm -hmm. If you're a two, three, or – well, three or four is not going to host anyway, um, at least the first couple of rounds. If you're a two seed, you really don't like that because right. that takes away an opportunity for you to host a three seed at right. your place. Yeah. Um, but that's the rules we play by. Well, maybe we can go up there. Maybe it will be a favorable region for us. We can go up there, hopefully uh, pull off some wins and – because then the, the winners of all the regions go and play up in Columbus That's for, the, right. for the state tournament. That's right. So And I was going to look at East Lawrence. You, you can go ahead. I was just going to look and see. They're the one seed out of that region. So I yep. was just going to look and see what they look like overall. Well, real quick as we wrap up, while you're looking that up, I'll just kind of get into a wrap-up here. A great weekend of college football this past weekend. I, you know, that Texas-Oklahoma <laughs> game, that was, that was entertainment. That was really good entertaining football. Um, it, it, it felt a little bit like the old days with USC back in the 2000s yes. when they had all the celebrities on the sideline. I mean, it was just celebrity after celebrity on the sideline at the Texas-Oklahoma game. Um, some, there, there were just some other, you know, as, as there is every week in college football, there's some games that kind of shock you as far as the scores, and then there were some games that, you know <laughs> – at what point are you going to bring up the Miami-Georgia Tech game? <laughs> That's what I was about to get to. Um, bonehead of the week award. <laughs> you, listen, Bill, you're up. You're up. You've got the ball in plus territory, which that doesn't even matter. you got the ball. It's third down. You've got 34 seconds left. Take a knee. The game's over. No, no, we're going to hand the ball off to our running back. Try to help him get 100 yards rushing because all he needs is like a yard or two. Hand the ball off. He breaks 100 yards. Congratulations. You lost the game. You lost the game. You fumble, <laughs> and two plays go about 70 yards, and you lose the game. By the way, I heard this on the radio yesterday. This is not the first time Mario Cristobal's no. done this. He did this when he was at Oregon. Oregon against Stanford. Yeah. Well, uh, there's, a, there's a saying that, I don't remember who said it. I don't remember who I heard it from, but it's true. If you're going to be dumb, you better be tough because he is getting absolutely eaten alive on media this yes. week. Um, yes. Yeah, that was a – that's a rough deal right there. Uh, well, glad, glad, it wasn't, glad it wasn't my team. Well, you know, it's, it, again, Oklahoma, impressive. Um, 
you know, I, I, I watched bits and pieces. Maryland hung with Ohio State for a while. I thought they were going to beat them for a minute. And and Ohio State pulled pulled away there at the end. Um, I thought m- maybe we're starting to see what this Georgia team's about. I was year. getting ready to mention them. It's it, it looks like they are starting to open the playbook up a little more. Carson Beck's looking more comfortable. You know, Georgia's – they're climbing. I mean, they're – it's funny to me, Georgia just seems to play football when they want to. They remind – you know, the old Alabama teams, and we're talking yeah. in, the, in the 90s, mm-hmm. they never blew people out. No. I mean, every once in a while, but they just won football games. Yeah. You know, maybe a team that that the media says, well, you know, they should beat this team by 45 points, and they'd beat them 35 to 14. Yeah. You know, they just won football games. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of what Georgia's doing right now. And I read something. I was going to try to look it up, but I'll never find it. But it, it was talking about, um, you know, Georgia's offense opening back, opening up, and that Kirby was only going to allow Bobo to do what Carson Beck was capable of doing at the time. And as, right. as he gets more experience, as he gets older, as he plays more, then – he's going to be allowed to do more and more and more because he's comfortable with more and more and more. Yeah. But, you know, he's not going to allow him to do, you know, 100 things when he's only capable of doing 50. Yeah. Um, which makes perfectly good sense as the season goes. We're opening it up a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I thought that, uh, you know, Kentucky rushed for, what, that running back with like 200-something yards against Yeah, Ray Florida. Davis, yeah. And Florida – I haven't watched a lot of Florida this year, but historically Florida has really good defenses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that that was impressive to me that he rushed for that many yards against the Florida defense. Um, but, you know, one of the things is you got to play every week. Georgia's at Vanderbilt this week. We've lost to them before. It's nothing new, but – you never, you never know what's going to. Oh, happen. I know that that is not going to happen this year. <laughs> I can tell you that it, it is not going to happen. It, it, you know, funny thing about Georgia, this is how they kind of feel to me this year. When when we were kids, you know, if you just went out on the basketball court, you're just shooting around. Your little brother or little cousin comes, hey, can I play? You go, oh yeah, yeah. You want to play one on one? Sure, let's play one on one. And you can just kind of mess around, and you know. You're trying to boost their ego. All right, you, you, hey, good job, man, you scored. And then there comes that moment where they score on you and then they talk a little trash and you're like, wait a minute. Okay. That's Georgia. Like they, they kind of they, – they do it – they've done it a lot this year. First half, just kind of like, yeah, we're not interested. And then at halftime, Kirby gets in their ear and they come out and just destroy the team in the second half. Um, they just did that the whole game against Kentucky. They finally put together a, a four-quarter – you know, beat down and, and and they may come out disinterested for a little while against Vanderbilt, but Vanderbilt is Florida played Vanderbilt last week. Vanderbilt's not a good football team. Um, speaking of, I'm gonna jump off the football wagon for a minute to baseball. Yes. And um, you said something earlier in the podcast when you were talking about blaming other people for you know stuff that may that that you created or might be your fault. Right. We. We were sitting there watching the Braves last night. Yeah. And um, what a game. Austin Riley strikes out. Yes. Bristol's a big Austin Riley fan. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not his fault. Whoa. Whose fault is who, it? Whose is it? <laughs> it's the pitchers for throwing two. <laughs> you good you know, <laughs> and when you said that earlier, my mind yeah. immediately went yeah. to when she said that. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, we had a Facebook discussion, if you want to call it that. Um, and I had people disagree with me, and it's okay. I mean, you know, I still love you even though you disagree with me. That's right. But, um, you know, the Braves, to me, and, yes, they led the league in hits. They led the league in batting average, all that. But the Braves are a home run or nothing team yeah. to me. Right. Um, case in point, last night, they don't hit home runs. They lose 4-1. to one. Yeah. Um. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying they don't have good hitters on the team. I'm not yeah. saying that Acuna is probably one of the best players in the majors. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. But – and I had those that disagree because of – and that's fine. But, you know, they're – they're to me, they're a home run or nothing. Well, the good news is is they're good at hitting them. 
They're very good at hitting them. As, as a matter of fact, yeah. they were one away from being historically good, yeah. which they still were. Right, right. But um, but but historically good at hitting them. And well, you know, Wheeler was pitching an unbelievable oh, baseball game last night, and you know, they they got a run off of him in the sixth. Yeah. And you're like, okay, got to run in. You know, got to chip away. It's getting late. But up until that. I mean, they had been no hit through five and a third or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And just weren't even close. And then finally they get through, they break through, get a run across. And so it's 4-1, and you're going, okay, well, that, that's – you know, it's, we're still in striking distance. You just don't want to get to the ninth down four to nothing. Right. They, they, they bring him back out, which I thought – because it seemed like at that point, like, okay, we're going to shut him down. We're going to bring a bullpen guy in. They had already had that guy um, – I can't remember his name – they, the, the the Hispanic guy warming up, big Hispanic guy. Alvarado. Lefty, Alvarado. They had him warming up in that inning in case it, another runner got on, they were going to bring him in because he's their – what he's he's like their, their Mariano Rivera. Yeah. When he comes in, he, he stuff stops. Hard. Yeah. So, uh, they get out of the inning, and so they roll Wheeler back out there. Well, then Darno crushes one. And you're like, okay, four three. Now we're really in this thing. That's right. And then they bring him in and shuts the rest of the stuff down. Well, then, for whatever reason, they took him out of the game. And Austin Riley comes in and one hands one out of the park, takes the lead. And now you're going, okay, now it was this really strange roller coaster of emotions. I was sitting there, me and Evan were watching the game, and and it's like, holy cow! I mean, we just went from being down. To now, we just got to go get three outs, and this game's over. Yeah, and um, and then you know, I remember I was texting back and forth with several people, and when when Mentor came back out for the top of the night, yeah, I was a fan of that. One. Well, I, I was just going, okay, I get it. Like Harper's the guy. You, if you if you bring the righty in, Harper crushes one out of the park. You're you know you're going, oh my gosh, lefty and lefty matchup. Okay, I'm okay with that. But then he walks him. Yes. And you know, ninth inning, leadoff walks. They're not good. They usually come back to bite you. Um, they say get the next guy to pop up, which was uh, Real Muto, yep. who had been he's, – he's been a brave had killer a, for a long time. Had, and had a home run earlier in the yeah, game. Yeah, had a home run earlier in the game. And then all of a sudden, uh, Castellanos gets one. And when he hits it, I thought it was just going to be a pop. I, I really thought it was going to be one that, you know, was run down in the gap. But it just kept carrying. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, Harris is running back. And he's still going back. And I was like, oh, my goodness, don't let this thing leave the yard. And he made an unbelievable catch. Yeah. And then he throws back to the infield. And I'm like, man, Bryce Harper is – I saw him rounding second trying to get back to first. It's like, we got him. Then the he missed the cutoff, man. And all of a sudden – Riley out of nowhere scoops yeah, it up and throws yeah, him out. Yeah, unbelievable ending to a great baseball game. And might might have very well saved the Braves season because if they lose that game, you're down you're down two games to none going to Philly Still for did, two games. Right, and all they got to do is win one of the two. Yeah, at that point I'm, I'm kind of going, well, it's probably over. But well, you know, this, this sets them up. We were talking about it after the game last night, me and my two girls and – I said, this sets them up. I said, I'm assuming they'll probably throw Elder in three is my guess. Yeah. Um, but with the way the days off are spaced, Strider can come back and throw four, mm -hmm. and Freed will be able to come back and throw, throw five. five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so, really, you only have to have a three-person rotate. And really, really, Strider could really come back and throw three yeah. if, if he had to because that would be four days rest. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, – Anyway, yes, great, great postseason. Dodgers are down uh, two games to none now to the Diamondbacks. Couldn't happen to a better team. Um, you know, I think the Twins and the Astros are one one apiece, um, and Texas is on the brink of eliminating the Orioles. Yeah, and the, and the Orioles were a lot of people's World Series yes. pick. Braves and Orioles was a bunch of people's picks. Yeah. But, you know, the interesting thing is, is I saw one forecast predicted it was going to be a Philly – Orioles World Series, which I don't blame them. Philly did this same thing last year, got real hot at the end of the season and rode that momentum through to a title. Yeah. Um, you know, not to say that it won't happen with uh, the Orioles, not to say that they can't come back and win it, but when you get into these short series, five game series, there's a very small margin for error. There is, and you know, we're really with the Braves at a disadvantage with their pitching, mm -hmm. number one. 
And number two, with the, their lineup, especially the second half, not so much the first half of the season, second half of the season they've been super streaky. Yeah. Um, and, and a streaky lineup in a five- or seven-game series <clears throat> with – and you're pitching in the shape that it's in now is not a good combination. No. Um, but good teams figure out ways to overcome that. Well, you know, the one thing, it's you live or die by the home run. The good news is, is you can get back in a game in a hurry. Yes. The bad news is, is if you're not hitting them, as you pointed out earlier, your ability to manufacture runs not exactly there. Philly really has a great lineup top to bottom. They've got speed. Matter of fact, second half of the season, they've actually outscored the Braves, had more stolen bases than the Braves, out-homered the Braves in the second half of the season. They got hot. When Trey Turner yeah. got hot, they, they caught fire. This this next matchup is going to be Bryce Elder versus Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola is a phenomenal pitcher mm -hmm. too. So you're going to have to you have to go out again and tough one out against a really tough pitcher. Absolutely. So while yeah, that does give the way that things are spaced out, it does give Strider and Freed a chance to come back and pitch again. It also gives Wheeler. I don't know about Nola. I don't think he'll get another no. game. But you'll definitely have to Suarez see Suarez and and, yeah. and, and yep. Wheeler. Yep. Yep. All right, well, good uh, good podcast today. Talked about a lot of different things. But, hey, uh, don't forget um, softball tonight, Tuesday, 5.30, I think is what I said. That's right. Um, middle, school high sc or middle school championship for football, Wednesday at 6 at the reservation. This week, high school football is on the road at Pelham. You guys make plans to attend, come out, and support your Indians, and, uh, hey – we're in the back. We're in the back nine now, man. We're in the home stretch, and uh, not much of these sports left. So uh, come out and support them and enjoy them while you can. Bill, as always, uh, enjoyed having the conversation. And Absolutely. Looking forward to discussing and unpacking the week that was next week. And to all of you Irwin County Indians out there, we uh, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast, and look forward to again. Uh, sharing with you guys next week all the things that happened this week and as we get ready for a big game against Brooks County, probably to determine the region championship. You guys have a great week. Thanks for listening in.